Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nick Broadhurst, and today I have two very special things to share with you. First up, one of the greatest things we can do, not just for our digestion, but for our life, is to develop a strong and balanced digestive fire, also known in the world of Ayurveda as Agni. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through some simple tips you can implement right away that will rebalance your digestive fire, forever change the way you relate to food, and take your health to the next level. Then I'm going to play for you my latest single, Always You, which just came out today. And here is a sneak peek for you before we get started. I am seriously over the top excited to share my latest single, Always You, with you. And it's funny because I always announce a new single by saying something like, this one's really different to most of my songs. And I was just about to say that again when I caught myself. Now, people ask me, what style of music do I write? And I honestly have no idea what to say. If you've got any ideas, message me. I would love to know what you think. But I often call it cinematic pop, electronic love ballads. Seriously, I have no idea. And I do feel like each song has its own heart. They're each a slice of my life packed up in melody and beat. And today's release, Always You, is one which I can remember so clearly when it came to me. I was sitting at my piano and like most of my songs, this one just sort of arrived out of nowhere in a matter of minutes and at the time we had a housekeeper who was in the kitchen listening to me write it and the next day she walks in singing always you she couldn't get it out of her head which i took as a very good sign of course anyway at the end of this episode i'm going to play for you the full track but you can also listen to it on spotify itunes or whatever platform you listen to music on now Let's talk about Agni. If you haven't heard my Ayurveda series one, please hit pause, go back and start there, which is episode 21 through 24. And this is all about understanding your own unique body type. It's really important that you start there because you will hear me talking all about terms like Vata, Pitta, Kapha body types. And this episode will make way more sense if you already have a feeling for your body type, which you can really just get by listening to series one. And in the previous episode, number 77, we spoke about why your digestive fire, also known as your Agni, is so important. We also touched on the four different types of Agni, Sama Agni, Vishama Agni, Tikshna Agni, and Manda Agni. It's really important that we understand these because if, for example, you have, let's say, a Pitta constitution and a tendency for acid reflux, and you start following some suggestions to fire up your agni, like sipping dry ginger root tea, it could tip you into Tikshna agni, 
which is too hot and too sharp. And we don't want that, right? So understanding your own constitution, understanding where your Agni is currently at is really, really important. And the beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that it's an understanding of you, no one else, you. I mean, you can certainly understand other people using Ayurveda, but you don't need anyone to tell you what's right and wrong. You can just tap into your intuition and make decisions that feel great for you and your body, right? I love it. So cool. The recommendations I'm going to discuss today are generally tri-doshic, which means they will be okay for all doshas or body types. Now, these are really the fundamentals of Agni and Digestive Fire. So let's dive in. First up is water. Imagine you walk over to a fire and you have some logs in one hand and a bucket of cold water in the other. Now, before you put the logs on the fire, you get that bucket and you tip half of the water on there. The flames die down and then you go put the logs on. Now, these logs could have burnt beautifully if you had not put the water on first, but now the logs have instead become another source of dampening the fire because they're too heavy for the weak flame that's now been dampened by the water. This is what happens when we drink water before a meal, generally cold water. And also when we drink during a meal. So the first tip is to be very mindful of how and when you drink water. Treat it like a precious commodity. Sip it. Enjoy each mouthful with space between. If you guzzle water, not only does your body not really know what to do with it, it dampens your digestive fire. The classic glass of water or sparkling water or iced water served at cafes and restaurants is really not doing you any favors. But does this mean you can't drink anything during meals? No, not at all. If you sip really small amounts of warm or hot water throughout the meal, it can actually be really supportive. And a small pinch of dry ginger root in your hot water can be a great digestive aid during meals if you are more vata and kapha. Okay? This is where it's so important to understand your constitution because if you go putting ginger and you're already too hot or too sharp, then that pitta constitution is going to become imbalanced, right? You can also have some warm water 30 minutes before a meal to hydrate your tissues in preparation for digestion, but it's all about timing, right? But cold water, full stop, really should be out unless unless you're drinking it between meals because you have tikshna agni, which is too hot and too sharp. That's a whole other discussion about balancing or pacifying pitta, okay? But cold things have to be watched, including frozen foods, ice creams, frozen blueberries, those sorts of things really put the flame out, okay? There's nothing in our house that gets eaten, frozen, or cold, ever. Okay, in Ayurveda, it's believed that as a general rule, when you eat, you should have around one-third of your stomach as food one-third as liquid, and one-third as air. Now, the liquid part, don't forget, doesn't mean you go drowning yourself at each meal with water, as I said before. Food has liquid in it already. Plus, you generate liquid by chewing and creating more saliva. To make this even more simple, because trying to get your head around one-third, one-third, one-third may not make a lot of sense when you're eating, but to make it simple, Before you finish your meal, you can just pause, stop eating, close your eyes, put your hands on your belly, 
tune in to your feeling of fullness. And once you hit around that 80% mark, it's time to stop. Really, really simple. And I spoke about this in episode number 42 of my longevity series, Eat Until 80%. So, so important, right? And I love finding interesting passages from the past. And Jesus had some absolute crackers. And here's another one. Actually, I read one a couple of episodes ago, which was super intense from Jesus, but this one's a bit more mild. And when you eat, have above you the angel of air and below you that angel of water. Breathe long and deeply at all your meals, that the angel of air may bless your repast and chew well your food with your teeth, that it becomes water, and that the angel of water turns it into blood in your body, and eat slowly, as if it were a prayer you make to the Lord. For I tell you truly, the power of God enters into you if you eat after this manner at his table. Oh, I love that. It's so cool. And if you look at a few things he said there, chew well your food with your teeth that it becomes water. Just remember, you want to chew your drink and drink your food. Right? Chew your drink. If you're having a smoothie, you want to chew that. Don't just down it because your body doesn't even know what's coming. You've got to generate saliva and enzymes in your mouth to pre-digest it to give your body time to assimilate and get ready for that digestive process. The other thing he mentioned in there was it turns it into blood in your body. In Ayurveda, this is called rasa. This is like juice. It's the plasma of the body, right? So, so important. Now, I just want to talk again about chewing because it's so important. Each mouthful, as I said, should be liquid. And I mean no lumps at all. And I've been doing an experiment leading up to this episode, counting my chews, and it takes around 40 chews or more to get most foods into this state. And what does this do apart from making it slide into your digestive system already pre-digested? Well, it tells your tummy what food is on its way. So the correct enzymes and hydrochloric acid can be produced in readiness. And it also slows you down, right? I know I sound like a broken record. I'm going to talk about this again because chewing, 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 enzymes, hydrochloric acid, all these things are so, so important with your digestion. And by chewing, we slow down. Eating slowly is a biggie, my friends. 20 to 30 minutes minimum per meal, right? The next one is meal size. And this is pretty straightforward. Don't overeat. (laughs) Now, you guys would have heard that I've battled the compulsion to overeat. It's a way that my vital constitution grounds itself. Not making excuses, just the reality of my constitution. So I do find it hard sometimes to not overeat, but we want to stop at 80%, right? Fill up your plate or even better, find a bowl because, small bowl, because it can help you visualize the size of your stomach and don't go back for seconds. If you grab a whole big armful of logs and you throw it on a tiny fire, you're going to put that out. And that's what we're doing with the big meal. Okay, we're doing our digestive fire, a massive disservice when we overeat. Next is the timing of your meals. Okay, this is super important. Your digestion is weakest in the morning as it is still waking up, right? Your morning meal should be light and easy to digest. That classic avocado, eggs, and bacon may need to be rethought a little bit. The fire 
has been burning overnight, but as you've been asleep, it's slowly gotten dimmer and dimmer like a campfire. You want to find ways to gently rekindle your agni in the morning. So jumping out of bed and downing a big glass of cold water ain't going to do you any favors, right? But if you have some warm water with a squeeze of lemon, a pinch of sea salt, this can do wonders for waking up your digestion. And you can tailor that to each constitution, right? Maybe less lemon juice for the pitta, slightly more for the vata, maybe a pinch of cayenne in for the kapha, right? So you can tailor these sorts of things depending on your constitution and depending on the state of your agni, coming back to those four different types of agni, right? And I speak more about this and my breakfast recommendation that suits all doshas in episode number 44 of my longevity series, which is called Get Your Antioxidants. So between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. is the kapha time of day, or kapha, I should say. And yes, the doshas also relate to cycles of time through the day. So now you know that kapha is slow and sluggish. You can see why your breakfast needs to be light. And we'll talk more about this in the upcoming episodes of how to pacify each dosha. The pitta time of day is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you probably would have guessed by now that this is when your digestive fire is the strongest and why lunch, according to Ayurveda, should be your biggest meal of the day, right? This is when you want to have the harder to digest foods such as animal proteins and raw vegetables. Think about it. The sun is high in the sky, right? That sun is stoking your digestive fire. We are one with Mother Nature. We can't escape that fact. So when the sun is high, our digestive fire is high also. But there is one exception to this rule. If you're going to be eating lunch in a rush and you don't have time to digest it or sit down properly, then you may be better doing your bigger meal at dinner when you're in a more relaxed rest and digest state. And I often do this. It really depends on what I have on that day. And I'll decide in the morning, okay, I'm going to move my animal protein to dinner tonight because I know I'm not going to have space at lunchtime to really stop. So dinner should also be ideally light, right? Because you're now in the vata part of the day from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And in our house, we always eat our meals at 5.30 p.m. on the dot. You want there to be at least three hours between bedtime and your last meal, right? Because we actually go to bed at 8.30 p.m. I love it. It's so good. And this routine works really well for us. But you need to tweak it to suit your needs because everybody has different daily routines depending on work and kids and all sorts of things, right? So just do your best to shift your last meal of the day to the earliest time possible and try and make it three hours before bedtime. But don't make that three hours then put off going to bed because we all want to try and get sleep before 10 p.m., okay? Now, I'm going to be talking about these Ayurvedic cycles in an upcoming series. It's so fascinating. It's it's amazing. But if you do want to dive into it now, check out the interview with Dr. Suhas Kashirsaga on the Melissa Ambrosini show, which is coming up soon. And you can also grab his brilliant book, Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life. So good. Okay, next is a simple question for you. When was the last time you felt hungry, like full hunger pains? Because with an abundance of food these days, snacking is seen as pretty normal and sometimes is actually endorsed by various diet fads, right? You probably would have seen that before, six small meals a day. But when it comes to your agni, 
we want space between our meals, four to five hours. So a typical day for me is breakfast at 7.30 a.m., lunch at 12 p.m., snack at 2.30 p.m., and dinner at 5.30 p.m. I'll let you digest that because I know what you're thinking. That didn't add up, and you're right. But here is where bio-individuality comes into play. My Vata Pitta body has a metabolism as kind of like a rocket ship burning through rocket fuel, right? That extra snack at 2.30 p.m. keeps me in an anabolic state because my Vata has a tendency to get burnt out by my Pitta drive, that type A personality, and it can leave me in a catabolic state. Catabolic meaning breaking down, anabolic meaning building up, right? When we are anabolic, we create more OJAS, which I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode. When we're catabolic, we can create more Adama, right? So the majority of people, even Vata Pitta's, do not need to worry about this. Eating three meals at around 7.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 5.30 p.m. is absolutely bang on. And eating consistently at the same time each day, plus waking up and going to bed at the same time, is an amazing way to keep your body on a schedule that will boost and balance your digestive fire. Plus, it gives time for your body to clear out anima. Okay? Anima, AMA, is undigested foods, which in Ayurveda are seen as the root of all disease. And I'm doing a whole episode on this in the next episode, number 79. So check that out because it is so, so important. So simple, so important. Now, some quick Agni boosting mealtime etiquette also includes never eat standing up. Just eat. Don't do anything else. Don't work. Don't read. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't watch TV or scroll through Instagram. Just do one thing. Eat. It's called mindfulness, right? When you finish eating, try sitting and just letting your body rest and digest for just at least a few minutes, right? Just let it just land. And if you can take ideally a 20-minute walk after each meal, that would be freaking amazing because this not only boosts your digestive power and your metabolism, but it will also get you your 10,000 steps a day, right? That's a bonus. And you can hear all about why 10,000 steps is so important in episode number 38, which is called Want More Energy and Better Health? Do this. And last but not least is chill out, chillax. Stress, my friend, is a real Agni killer. It goes without saying that meditation is going to be, in my opinion, number one here for reducing stress. Definitely check out episode number eight, Meditation Made Easy, if you want to get started with a meditation practice today. That, my friend, is an epic overview of Agni. And you can implement, well, even if you just implement one of these simple strategies to start with, you will see the difference. And as soon as you've mastered that strategy, implement another and then another because life is a marathon. It's not a race, but following these steps will go a long way towards taking your health and your life to the next level, right? So cool. How good is this stuff? It totally lights me up. I love it so much, which is why I'm going to be making a documentary on Ayurveda. Yes. So excited. Anyway, now it's time for my latest single, Always You. But before we go there today, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Head into iTunes and leave me a radically honest review and tell me what you want more of. I would love to hear from you. And please share this episode 
or any other episode on your social media and use my handle at I am Nick Broadhurst so I can personally respond and say thank you. And last of all, head into Spotify, do me a favor, search for my music, hit the follow button and add some of my music to your favorite playlists. Now remember today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you, be gentle with yourself, pay attention to your Agni, stoke your flames of digestive fire with presence, mindfulness and love. Listen to your intuition and as always, have a beautiful day. Love you heaps. Ciao. Do you want to hear the journey of this man? So maybe, maybe you're gonna call me crazy A feeling I know it can be wrong So one day you're gonna be my lover Everybody run for cover The ceiling's coming down
And just before you go, just wanted to let you know that the information and views presented in this podcast are personal and for educational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not intended as a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please seek advice from a qualified medical practitioner before starting any new diet, health, or lifestyle practice. There you go. Catch you soon.